All right, welcome back to the V-List podcast. I am joined today by one of my favorite content creators for the first episode of 2023. So welcome back. Welcome to 2023. Uh, Welcome Lloyd, not George, (laughs) to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on the V-List. I think you're one of my few subscribers. I appreciate it, you know, because it's rough out here. It is. It is. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Well, I'm glad that you accepted the invite. Like I said, this is the first episode of 2023 for me. Um, I am trying to just remain consistent with my podcasting. So as you know, I started a podcast. Well, I started my podcast like four years ago, but I started a YouTube at the end of last year. And that requires a little more work, uh, a little more effort. Uh, and I'm just trying to step my game up when it comes to my podcast and, you know, just getting more listeners. Initially, I didn't necessarily have a a goal when I started my podcast. Um, and as I've been recording podcast episodes over the last four years, of course, my goals have changed a bit and, you know, the trajectory, I guess, of where I'm, who I'm trying to reach and the messaging and all that has sort of shifted, which I guess is to be expected, but your content really helped me a lot. So I wanted to say thank you because I randomly came across your content or your content on TikTok one day. And I'm like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. At least he sounds like he does. (laughs) That's so funny. I I really appreciate that because I every single day I tell my wife, I'll be like, I'm one video away from stopping these videos. Because to your point, you don't know who's listening. You can't tell how it's impacting people. You're just putting it out there and hoping somebody's listening. So it really means a lot to hear somebody actually say that it's like helpful. Yes, it was helpful to me. It was, and I I can't exactly pinpoint like which video it was where I was like, okay, let me follow this guy. But you were just giving like podcast tips or tips for podcasters. And it may have been one of those videos where you're just like, just start, just do it. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. I'm just going to keep going. I've been going this long. I might as well keep going and, you know, just do something different. And like each year, I try to like do something different with the podcast just to, you know, change it, but not you know, change my whole branding, I guess you could say. And that's the other thing. I don't really know that I necessarily have like a real strong brand. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) How how has it been like this last month on YouTube? Because I feel like a lot of people, including myself, are just like that. It's just, it kind of feels like we're just like winging it. Like as long as I don't quit, I just do another episode. We're okay. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm winging it. I, it, it's like, I've watched YouTube for so long and watched content creators. And I'm one of those type of people who, um, I guess you could say I'm a creative, but I also don't like to, um, even though there's nothing really truly original, I don't really like to mimic anyone's style, right? So like, I know there's a lot of people on YouTube, uh, content creators just in general, who like, they have this sort of script, right? There's like this content creator, like, hey guys, welcome back to my channel type thing. And I'm just like... I don't want to be that, but then I find myself like still doing some of the same thing. (laughs) I I feel you. It's like, how do you like, and then, and I don't really have like a niche per se, I guess, or just like a really defined niche. So it's like me, I think I'm slowly finding my niche or finding my lanes. And, and, and that's been like the main thing keeping me going. But for me, I'm, I'm just, it's kind of random. Like I'll have a thought. 
that I want to share. And most times it may be inspirational or it might just be like really helpful or just a thought that I have been thinking or, you know, going over from a conversation um, that I've had with someone. And I just shared on like my socials and I used to just share it on like my Instagram stories. And, and then, and now I just share it on TikTok, but I'm like, okay, I can share these things on my podcast too and repurpose some of those messages for YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, so 100%. I, I love that. And I think similar, I feel like one thing that people don't talk enough about is that like, I think content has its like highs and lows. And sometimes like you may be in a high kind of like you just said, where it's like, oh, I think I just discovered my niche, which is like a huge accomplishment. Um, and then sometimes it's these weird lows where it's just like, I have no idea what's happening right now. No idea. <laughs> and so I don't know that people talk about that a lot, but it's definitely real and it definitely exists. So how did you like kind of get into the whole content creation because i think that in itself like coaches and people who teach content creation is a niche so like how did you sort of like fall into that or choose that as your niche or have you (laughs) yeah that's like that's such a great question and i like just hearing you say that i literally remember when i first i I started on tiktok december of 2021 um, and i literally remember saying to myself I will not be a coach. Like I hate coaches. I hate, I hate what they stand for. I hate coming across like you're trying to sell something. I just hate that so much. Um, And as I just sort of like my whole idea with starting was like, man, if I just wake up every single day and I put out one video per day, I wonder what will happen if I just Mm. did that forever. Just like no goals, no anything. Just like, here's a video. Let's see what the world's going to do. and so about like still no niche, no anything. So it started in December and then about by about May, I kind of had a niche. I was like, oh, I kind of like talking about podcasting. People are resonating well with that. And so that's kind of where I found my niche. And so from May of 2022, when I discovered my niche to now, I mean, some miraculous things have happened. And I just kind of feel like that's my favorite thing about content. It's just like, you don't know what could happen. Like God, just you, you put out the content, God will do the rest. Um, I mean, literally like I discovered my niche in May within about a month. I went from, I think like 700 followers to maybe like 5,000 in like a month. It just like went crazy. Um, and so it's just, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm trying to transition from like, okay, like last year was heavily focused on like, how do you become a creator? And you do that by just posting content. But mm-hmm. now I think I could be a little more strategic, intentional, and try and transition from like a part-time creator to a full-time creator. I love that. And I think it's it's every content creator's dream, <laughs> even if they don't like verbalize it to let yeah. their content like fully sustain their life. And like for me, I always like, you know, when I started my my um podcast it was just kind of like yeah I just I just want to outlet to talk you know get my thoughts out share my opinions on my own platform where nobody can delete my content or a comment or whatever it's just like this is me you know this is what yeah. I want to talk about and it was sort of like a healing thing for me almost like therapy like self-therapy for me because I w- I started it like it was like the year after my divorce so I was just like you know what this is just kind of uh, cathartic right I can just talk yeah. get my thoughts out and um, I didn't think about it as a full-time thing. I didn't think about it. I didn't take it seriously enough for it to be like, oh, I could, you know, do this full-time because I yeah. always worked. I've always worked a corporate job. I was a consultant. So I was traveling all the time. 
And it was just an outlet for me. But then I started like doing more research and I realized like, oh, if people really do this full time. So I'm like, hmm, well, I wonder like what I have to do to make this like my thing. But it always just seemed like a lot of work because I worked a full-time corporate job. Right. I didn't have the energy to, or the mindset or the like wherewithal to put effort and energy into this and into my job. So I was like, I don't want to get like resentful and burnt out and then not do it. So I just, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm just going to do it as an outlet and eventually it will make room for me. Right. And yeah. I feel like now, like you said, I just keep putting it out there, putting it out there and I'll pray about it too. Like, okay, God, like, am I supposed to stop? And it's just like, no, just keep sharing because you're reaching someone. Right. Even if it's just, you know, 20 people, you're reaching someone. So just keep going. But now I'm in this position where I'm no longer working and mm. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with myself? And God is yeah. like, you have all these talents in your hand. Like, I don't want to be like that parable in the Bible where right. I, I go to God and he's like, I gave you these talents. Like, what did you do with right. it? Right. You know, I gave so, you the talents and I gave you the time. And I gave you the time. So it's like, <laughs> put it yeah. into it. So that's why I'm just, that's why I'm here. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let me, let me put this effort in and, you know, match it, match with, collaborate with some dope people like yourself and just see what happens, see where it goes. Yeah. Well, what are you, what are you hoping for? What is like the best case scenario? Like what could happen? Best case scenario, I get some dope sponsors for my podcast and my audience grows or my listenership grows and I'm able to start making enough money off of my podcast for me to live <laughs> and not have to that. worry about going back into corporate. I mean, yeah, you know, I, that's, I have very, you know, um, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I have skills, right? Like I could use, you know, I could go back into corporate if I need to, but it's not where my passion lies yeah. anymore. Um, and so I want to be able to utilize those skills that I've developed in, you know, professionally and use them yeah. for my passion. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that is like the beauty of it. This idea that like you have options, right. And like, like this is a great time to go for your dreams because you can always go back into corporate, so to speak. So just even hearing you say that it like inspires me. And I think like my content creator journey has been like almost double fold in the sense that like the practical aspect of it is like, can you create content and grow an audience? But I think the spiritual aspect of it is like, can you trust God for something bigger? And can you be consistent? And can you be persistent when it, it doesn't look that good? And so all of those like intangibles that I think are really important have just been like, it's been great to learn some of those via my content. Yeah. So did you like come from the content space? Like when you, or like, cause you're doing, I'm assuming you're doing this full time now. So, or is this like the space you've always been in? Like, or were you in a different arena before? Yeah, that's a great question. And so my background is actually like project management. That's what I do like by trade. Okay. Um, and then December last year, I also decided I was going to become a freelance project manager. Um, and so technically, that's still what I do now. I'd say about like 50% of my income comes from that just like freelance project management. And then the other 50% comes from like content creation. No, it's actually probably like 70 30. Um, and so it's great to have like the flexibility and know that like, if I need to be in London for a conference, I can go like, nobody's going to tell me no, but it's also great to know that like, okay, like I have a stable job. There's been some months where like, I haven't made any money from content and I do need to like rely on my job income. And so it's been nice to have that flexibility and, and I love it. Um, and so I'm just, I'm also like 
very much want to be a full-time creator, but certainly not in a rush. Like if it takes mm -hmm. three years, five years, one year, I don't necessarily really care. Okay. Um, and I think that's something that's also kind of helped me with my content versus how I felt before, which is like, I need this to work today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I think a lot of creators put that kind of pressure on themselves, but I think taking that off and being able to say like, okay, like what can I create today? Or even like there was a time where I felt like if a sponsor reached out, like I had to work with them. And mm. now I kind of feel like I just can feel it out. And if it works, it works. If not, it doesn't. Yeah. That, you know, I feel like that's kind of my next um, uh, home, homework assignment, if you will, or, or part of this journey is really trying to find sponsorships and figuring out yeah. how that works um, and, you know, what resonates with me and will align with my brand. Because, you know, like, it's good that you still have like your, your project management job, and, but you have that flexibility. I think that was always the barrier for me. It was yeah. the flexibility to be able to just kind of be anywhere. And, you know, right now, like technically I can just be anywhere, but I'm also like, I got to budget and save and really think strategically here yeah. uh, because I live in DC, as you know, it is not cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I gotta be realistic, but at the same time, I have options like to explore, right? I have some, a little bit of time to explore and I can, you know, try to figure out what this whole, like there's the many different aspects of content creation because yeah. there's not just the pod, there's the podcast and then there's like yeah. YouTube and then there's like, you know, TikTok or Instagram and like, Figuring out how I can monetize any or all of those things enough to bring in a sustainable, you know, income. I think that yeah. is kind of my focus when and what I want to do with the podcast this year. That's so exciting! Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm more excited about this than you because I just feel like you're so well positioned for like success. Like you're already on youtube you already have a podcast i think there's a lot of people that are starting podcasts this year mm -hmm. and i think five years from now we're gonna look back and it's gonna be like gosh i'm so glad i started that podcast when i did yeah. um, and i just think even just as like i start to see like a lot of my collaborations i've been like just grouping them so instead of having somebody pay me for tiktok i'm now saying like hey if you quadruple that i'll do tiktok include you in my email put you on my podcast and do a youtube shout out um for example and being able to like increase the the revenue per deal so even for that like you're so well positioned see and i this is where and i remember you sending out your management uh email and i was like oh i would love to work with him and then i saw the price i was like oh girl you can't afford him <laughs> <laughs> but this is where i can really use like guidance or a manager because like, I don't even know how to pitch or like reach out to these companies. Like for instance, I used your code for Riverside. So shout out yeah. to Riverside, shout out to you for the code. And then like, I, I signed up for like one of their, um, for the, the program or plans that they have, right. One of the packages and mm -hmm. in the email or on the Riverside app, it also has like, um, sign up to be a, an affiliate. Right. So I did that. And so it gives me a link, but it's like, great, I have this link, but like, okay, what do I do with it? Yeah. That's, you know, it's like, that's the kind of stuff that like a manager or somebody who is a content creator coach yeah. can help me with. So like, what are your, I guess, suggestions for people who, like me who need a coach would benefit greatly from a coach, but not really in a position to afford a coach at the moment. Yeah. That's a great, so like contra controversial a tad. I, I think that like people don't shoot their shot enough. And I think people overcomplicate um, the opportunities that they want. So for example, th that was like the perfect example. Okay. Like 
I'd say like over 50% of like the people I work with mm -hmm. have never actually asked me for like my analytics, how many followers I have. They, they don't want to see the analytics after to see how it performed. They don't really care, honestly. They have like more than enough money. And so I think that like if you email someone right now, mm -hmm. the likelihood that they're going to say, hey, I actually like your content. I do want to work with you, but show me how many followers you have. Show me how many like the likelihood that they're actually going to ask for that is just very, very low. And so okay. I think more people will get deals just literally just sending emails. That's it. Just like taking like taking a template, which I have and I need mm -hmm. to give away, but um, just like taking that template and emailing two people a day, like that's, okay. that in itself is like more than enough. Um, but to your point where it's like, I think the only benefit of like a manager is maybe they save you time. Mm. But for the most part, I think for most people, like they have everything they need right now to be like going crazy with the deals. Okay, so I'm glad you said that then because right now, since I have the time, I'm going to make that one of my focuses. Email at least two, I guess, companies or people who I would want to be sponsored by a day yeah. and just be like, yo, like what kind of what kind of deals can you offer me? And I yeah. mentioned you on my TikTok. I mentioned you on my my YouTube. I mentioned you on my V-List podcast. You know, here are my platforms. Here's where I'm at. Like, yeah. let's work something out. And I think, and, and I'm not even looking for like these major, huge, you know, five-figure deals just yet. Like, I mean, that'd be great if they come in, but I'm just like, let me just get practice with yeah. getting sponsorships, reaching out and letting them know that I exist. And then I can start to like field the, you know, what's worth my time versus like what's going to really be like the pot of gold you know what i mean yeah and v you're such a good creator and your content seems so natural and oh, so authentic that like i i literally feel like if because it's like like i feel like early like i feel like early on like maybe like five months ago a lot of what i was doing was just like like I'd say like 80% of my content was like UGC content that wasn't on my page. It was just people that were new to TikTok. And so I'd just message them and say like, hey, if you want, I can create like a few videos for you. It's a minimum of six video, every video 450. But now when you start your TikTok, you'll have like content you can use or whatever. Um, oh. And so I feel like that to me is like the perfect example of how like in the future, I don't think like your audience size is going to matter. I think how good of a creator you are is what's going to matter. Um, and so I think for people like you, I, where we're great creators, like I, I got to this one point where like every single Friday I would send an email. I had this like top list of brands and I just like pitch them ideas almost to the point where it was like, no one told me I was like annoying them, but <laughs> I was very persistent um, and every day, like every week I just send them like, Hey, here's six ideas. I think could be really cool. Like, what if I'm at a conference and I'm like shouting you out this way? What if I'm out on my living room laying on the floor? What if, and 99% of the time they say no, but like the few times they say yes, it's like, great. I get to build my portfolio. Yeah. And I think the number of like brands that like, they don't even want to work with you, but they see you working with someone else and they're like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's do some stuff together. It's just kind of like funny. Yeah, I, I think that that is the, a common misconception, though, uh, is that, like, like I know that I can produce good content, but I also don't have, like, the numbers, right, to show. Like, I don't have a huge following. And I think, for me, that, that has been one thing that has kept me from really reaching out to a lot of brands is because I feel like they're going to be, like, and which, like you said, majority of them probably will. They'll probably be like, ah, eh, we're good. But I feel like it's part of that negative self-talk and that doubt, right? Like, why would they choose you? And then I'm just like, well, why not? Like, you should choose yeah. me because some of these content right. creators I see, I'm like, 
Facts. <laughs> Not to mention, it's like, I think like we have so many advantages. Like even when I, I just be talking to people and I, I literally just be thinking, thank God I had corporate experience because like just being like professional, just being like, yo, Lloyd might not be the best. He doesn't have the best audience, but he's like on time. He's going to respond to your emails. He's prompt. He has like a process. He has, he's, uh, he's reliable. Okay. Like, at the very least, just that alone. Um, and so I think we have so many things going for us, you know, and so I, I'm excited to see you get out there and, and work. And I think this will be a great year for us. I'm claiming that for both of us. I receive that for both of us. And you hit on something that is so factual. It's like, like we really do underestimate the greatness. And I'm just going to yeah. brag. I'm just going to brag on us real quick. But we really do <laughs> underestimate the greatness that we possess. Because yeah. like, not only do I, am I grateful that I have like corporate experience because it gives me a bit of business acumen. Like I know how to, to speak. I know how to negotiate. I know what's, what's acceptable, what's not, you know? Um, but also like I had someone tell me a long time ago and, and I used to think he was just trying to gas me up because it was some dude I used to talk to. I thought he was like, whatever. Like, but he was (laughs) like, you know, you really could be like a blogger. And I'm like, I ain't no blogger. Like I'm not no like IG model chick. And he's like, no, like you don't understand. Like I meet a lot of women who, you know, they like try to portray this lifestyle online and it's like fake. It's all fake. Like they'll go to like different places. Like there's nothing wrong with like going to a place to do a photo shoot to get content. Like, I mean, that's what people do all the time. Right. But he's like, but like, you don't have to do like, you can do this in your house. Like the places that you go, like the vacations you're on and stuff like that's all real. Like you're living this life in real life. You're not faking the funk. He was like, and if you just like put your life out there, people would be interested. And I'm like, I'm not a blogger. I would be like, I am not doing that. I am not going online being like, hey guys, look at my outfit because I'm not dressed every day. <laughs> like, you know, but it's just like, after, when he used to say that stuff to me, I used to kind of look at him like side eye, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But then I realized like, no, he's right. Like there's a lot of people who are like content creators, bloggers, lifestyle bloggers. That's what he was. He was like, you could be a lifestyle blogger. I'm like, what? And he's like, because you are actually living this life. There's a lot of people who aren't even living the lifestyle that they're portraying online, but they're going out, taking pictures or, you know, faking the funk, like posting stuff. And people think they're living this life Yeah. and they're not. And he's like, it's not authentic, but you're actually living this life. And I was just, I used to just be like, whatever, but he's right. Like I do have like something that I could show if I really wanted to, but I decided to use my platforms to just share like, thoughts and inspiration as opposed to just being like showing off like oh here's my life here's my outfit here's my apartment like i don't care about that kind of stuff yeah but to your point like we do have it though like we could if we really wanted to be out here flossing we could (laughs) right one thousand percent and i think like this is the last thing i'll say about like the business of it but i think like even just like there, there's times where you may be in a call and it's like they want to talk about just you creating content or how you can help them by creating. Um, and I think just even like your perspective where it's like, yeah, I can create, but I know enough about business where I can also say like, are, are we sure we want to do it? Do we want to release it this day? Do we want to do this differently? And I think all those different perspectives are traditionally like not included when you think about traditional influencers. But I think in the future and with UGC creators, like, all of that is on the table. So, so the, I'm so excited. The UGC thing, like, I know that's 
say, I know it stands for user user generated content. So is it yeah. just like quite literally like products that you like use on a regular basis that you're promoting and then they decide to like to uh, sponsor you because you're promoting these like random because like is that is that what it what UGC is? I think part of it is like putting a face to a company. And I think like I used to, one of my project management contracts was with a, a larger Fortune 500 company and they, they had just got onto TikTok. And the way we were structured is like, we were trying to figure out like, who's going to be the, like who's actually going to hold the camera and walk to these different rooms and like capture video because it's like, we're a large company. And so I think those are like the perfect examples where it's like, I don't think TikTok is like other platforms where you can just like, have some agency create some stock footage video for you and it's mm -hmm. still gonna look good like i feel like for tiktok it really has to be like a person with a phone actually filming for real like okay. in your office or virtually or whatever and so i think for a lot of companies they're trying to figure out the most efficient way to do that and so that has been like a, that made wonders for me like i even had somebody hit me up and they were like hey are you the ceo of this company and i was like no, no 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 i just i just create company i just create content for them and so i think like i've done that with a few different companies just creating content for them just just to at least get them started and i think that's like a very easy starting point where it's like you're new to tiktok i'll create your first six videos your first 10 videos so on and so forth gotcha okay okay because i see like people doing like products a lot of times like yeah. you know like i i tried to do one for like nespresso because i drink nespresso literally every day like it's my favorite coffee and so yeah. i'm like you know what i'll just like take a few videos and this is something that i would do anyway before i even got on tiktok like i would just do it anyway and like record like my favorite nespresso drink or record me making it and then like post it and then i would tag nespresso in it and i'm just like oh yeah you know give me a sponsorship but i wasn't really serious about it but i think i'm gonna be for real this time like nespresso yo y'all need to hit me up because yeah facts and i think like that that to me is like okay that is like the perfect scenario but like i think like uh a scenario where this is like a no brainer to me is if you hit up a small black owned business that has five employees, that's trying to figure out how they can use social media, where it's just like, this is, this is a no brainer, right? Like there's no one more perfect than me to create your content. I actually, um, have the perfect person actually too. And it's funny that you say that cause it's, it's actually my, my, uh, my ex-husband's uh, his parents, right? His, my my in-law. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's per exactly perfect. And he's like, you know, I know you're an actress and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think about what I could do. And I, and again, this was like a while back when he was like asking me about posting stuff on Facebook, yeah. like how I do. He didn't ask me to do it, but he was asking like how to do it. I could just yeah. hit him up like, yo, you want me to do it for you? And we can right. work out a little deal. For you know, real. five videos for however much. Seriously, that that's a great idea. That's the perfect person to do it for, honestly. I didn't even think about that though. I think that's I, that's see see you're giving me great information already. You hire as soon as I get somebody, I'm gonna hire you as my manager. Yeah, that whole thing was very very crazy because I that I, I with that entire thing, I was just trying to say like, could someone actually? make money from TikTok? Like, could you say, hey, I'm going to do something and have X number of people actually reach out? And I was actually pretty shocked with how it went. I think I had almost like 70 people reach out for that like offer, which is just like bizarre. But 
I, I think people are underestimating the value of TikTok. For sure, because I mean, it definitely, I've connected with quite a few people on TikTok who I've yeah. actually found very useful for me just yeah. in, in some career aspects. Like there was another lady that I hit up um, who was like a career coach. Like she coaches um, black female entrepreneurs getting to get their businesses like up and, you know, and coaches them. And so I have a, um, a consulting firm that I established back in like 2020, but I never yeah. did anything with it because I've always been in corporate. But now that I have this free time, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to put my efforts and my energy into my things. So my mm -hmm. podcast, my, uh, consulting firm, you know, so I hit her up and, you know, she doesn't have that many followers on TikTok yet either, but I just came across one of her videos and I decided to inbox her and I was I emailed her like, yo, I'd really love to have like a chat with you. And we talked and she was able to really help me give me some really good insight and information. And, you know, it's like there are people like her and like you and other people that like I want to keep on my in my in my toolbox so that yeah. when I'm able to like really fully collab with you guys, like it's it's full throttle because it is useful for that. Like TikTok is useful for that. That's how I discovered who you are. <laughs> so. Yeah, 100%. I, I love that. Um, and I think to your point, it just creates so many great relationships and connections. I meant to ask you, I was very curious. Do you feel like your act, you, you just mentioned you have a background in acting. Do you feel like that's helped you from like a, a creation standpoint, like that's made it easier for you to create content online? I think so. I think because it, I'm not afraid to be like on camera or in front of a camera or speak um, on like a stage or whatever. But I think, uh, so yes, to, to answer your question, I think that that, that has helped me. Um, and I didn't realize how many people are so afraid of just being on camera. So like, for instance, there was this black girl follow train like hashtag that was going on on TikTok, right? And there was a lot of like, I got a lot, I ended up getting back over like the threshold with my followers because, you know, this tic this TikTok page that I have is new because my old one got shut down in June. Yeah, wow. that's the whole story, right? It's a whole story behind like, I yeah, it, it was crazy. So I like started my TikTok over in June of, of 2022 and, you know, was just trying to rebuild from there because, you know, so um on the hashtag you know i was like oh well, let me use this hashtag just to see if i can get some followers up and, and now by the end of Dan december or before the end of december i have like 1600 followers now wow. and by just not i don't want to say just from the hashtag but the hashtag helped but there yeah. were a lot of people who were like on this black girl follow train hashtag who they would follow you and i'm like oh you know well i'll follow you back right but i'll go to their page and it's either mm -hmm. private which i'm like i don't understand that why do you have a private page or they don't have any videos, like no content. And I'm like, yeah. so I made a video and I was like, I, I you know, hey, I'm no shade, but like, if you're following me, thank you. But I'm only gonna follow you back if I see some content on your page. Like, I don't wanna follow like ghost accounts because it's gonna yeah. mess up my algorithm, right? And so there were some people who responded to that video like, I'm just really afraid to be on camera or I have no idea what to talk about, but I'm going to try soon. And thank you for following. And I'm, you know, as soon as I get some videos, I'll come back. And, and I'm like, there were so many people who said that. And I'm like, is it really that hard? Like people really are afraid to just come on camera and talk. Yeah. And so I'm grateful that I have like, I don't have that trepidation. I don't have that fear. I don't have that, I guess, sort of hang up, even though I don't always feel like I want to be on camera. I, it's, it takes nothing for me to just 
pop on and start talking. And I think my acting does have yeah. a lot to do with that. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, re I resonate with that. I don't, I don't, I think I'm more similar to you, but I do see people that let fear not let them start. And I feel like obviously, you know, there's opportunities to be had for the people that do start, but I, you know, I also understand the trepidation. Yeah. And I think for my trepidation, it wasn't even so much about being on camera. A, it was laziness. I'm just going to be real. Like that's why I never had a podcast or I mean, never had a YouTube because the podcast yeah. was so easy. I could just turn on my anchor app and be like, all right, talking, I'm talking into the app and it's no big deal. And it, it'll go out. It'll be distributed. Very little editing required for YouTube. It was like, Oh, I have to like actually look like something. And it was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really want to have, to, I don't want to put on this facade. I want to show up as myself. You know, I'm not made up every day, so I'm just going to show up as myself. And I also have this perfectionism thing. I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> things have to be a certain way <laughs> sometimes. And if they're not like a certain way, then I'm like, I'm not doing it. So, right. but that was holding me back. That was holding me back from just doing it. So my fear wasn't so much being on camera. It was it being what I wanted it to be or yeah. looking a certain type of way, um, which I felt would be representative of me. But it's just like, if it's you on camera talking, then it is representative of you. Yeah. So I had to get over 100%. that. It's not the fear of not showing up, but there's, yeah, everybody I, has their thing that keeps them from yeah. creating. I resonate with that. I feel like my thing was just sort of like, do I have anything to say that people will feel like, do, do, is what I have to say worth sharing. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of hindered me for a long time. But I love that you found your niche and, and, and I still feel like I don't necessarily have a niche, even though I do have like, I guess if you had to put me in a niche or put me in a box, it'd be more like motivational, I guess, content. Yeah. But not quite. But I, I knew what I didn't want to talk about, right? Like I knew mm. I didn't want to be one of those like hot topic, um, podcasts i didn't want to be yeah. re like reporting the same news that was on the shade room or mm -hmm. like you know the news or whatever like everybody can give their opinion on something and that's what most people that's what all this is really it's just everyone's opinion it's very little yeah. factual data that goes into it but like i just didn't want to be another one of those right so yeah there are maybe some episodes that i will share my opinion on a topic or share my opinion on something that's happened but for the most part it's it's for me, I'm sharing thoughts that I feel would be helpful to someone, help them grow in some way, shape, or form, help them spiritually or emotionally or, you know, mentally or professionally even. So I, yeah. my goal is to share content that helps people in some way, shape, or form. That's interesting that you say that because I feel like everybody feels like their niche isn't as clear as they would like it to be, myself included. But I feel like when you're looking at other people, it's always so clear and concise. Like, oh, I mean, that's your niche. Like, talk about that. Like, it's it's very easy to to see. But I think we always like discount like our own our own niche because we don't we we don't want to be boxed in. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred. And for some reason, we think it's just like too small. It's limiting. Yeah, it's like well, I yeah. don't want to just talk about that. Well, like you don't have to just talk about that, but that's what you're known for. Like that's what people yeah. will come to you for. It's like, oh, if I want to, you know, learn about content, even though you might not feel like that's your niche or that's not the, the niche you want to stay in, it's something that's going to attract people to you. Yeah, you know. And then the other stuff you start talking about, it could also be interesting. You know, you just got to talk about it and share it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is is 
you know, the, the numbers will tell, right? Because right. <laughs> I did my, uh, the end of year thing for Anchor, you know, and it gives you all yeah, the yeah. And I'm like, of course y'all nosy people. The highest episode that I got was like the one that I talked about my ex-husband and our marriage. And I'm like, of course that got the most listens because everybody <laughs> wants to be in your business. Like, oh, let me, right. what happened? <laughs> right, right. That's the perfect one for me to tune in on. Now, I that makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. How how have you been promoting your podcast? I I just <laughs> promoting it. I you know I just talk about it on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. I have an Instagram page, um, and I tell people you know like oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a podcast, but yeah, I don't think I really do a lot of promotion or even like marketing, if you will. I yeah. think that, that's so, that's what I'm trying to get into. But like the episode that you just said did like the best in your opinion, like how did people know that that's what you were talking about on that episode? Oh, because of the title of it, probably. Gotcha. gotcha. Case, it, okay. it was, it, the title was the case of my, the case of my ex. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, and I meant to ask you that at the beginning too. I think that is like my biggest fear, like having to talk about something that I feel like really is like actually happening in my life or something that's kind of like personal to me that I feel like, you know. Now I have to let the world into my life a little bit. What's that experience been like for you? So I, in general, I'm a pretty private person. Like I don't really showcase or put a lot of my business out there. And, let, and if you know any of my business, it's after the fact. Like it's literally mm -hmm. after I've gone through it or processed it or whatever. Um just because like, I mean, I'll share, you know, thoughts and stuff like that. But like, in terms of sharing like my personal life online, yeah, it has to be something that is like, okay, that's over and done. Now I'll let you all in on what's happening with me or what happened with me. Right. So yeah, that's kind of how I, how yeah, I that makes, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think like that, I think that's a great like approach that I think sometimes people talk about things when it's a little too fresh um, and that's not always beneficial, but I, I love that. Yeah. It's, I think it's, you know, it's just, it's just how I've always been again. I, not, I don't know, not to blame my Zodiac, but maybe it's a Virgo thing. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm only going to share what I really want you to know. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'm not sure what that even looks like until after it's done, after it's processed. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, now I'm ready to share what right. happened. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, yeah, I'm no, that makes it. a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. So are you, do you feel like you need to, or like, because I think like sometimes like when you bring your wife on the episodes on your YouTube yeah. and stuff, like sometimes that's a little personal, but like, do you, are you like nervous about sharing like your personal life on your platforms? Yeah, 100%. And I think very similar to you, like if I'm sharing something at that point, it's like, okay, this at this this is very surface level and i think sometimes because it's maybe um more private to me that's not always like the same as like intimate mm -hmm. um and so a lot of like what i'm okay talking about are things that i'm like okay great i'm okay with like people that don't know me like judging me about this or making a comment that could be hurtful um, but there are things that i just personally would never share on like a podcast that i think are more reserved for my friends um and i think sometimes it's like a content creator it's like it's a difficult balance, especially for like people that are like vloggers or, or if you're creating content like two, three times a week, just trying to think about like what to talk about while still building that connection with your audience mm -hmm. is like, it's so hard. And I think people underestimate as podcasters, 
the level of like depth that your audience wants to have with you, it's it's unprecedented, unprecedented, and I think more than any other platform. But to your point, there is that connection piece. Like I think sharing a little bit of your personal life, like I think there are some, you know, content creators who are like, you know, who have lots and lots of followers and people feel entitled to their business mm. and feel entitled to know what's happening in their real lives. And, yeah. and they're not entitled to it, but they feel that way. But I think there is that fine line that you have to like straddle the fence a little bit, because it's like, if you don't share anything about yourself personally, then you could lose some people yeah. because people, there's a reason that they follow you. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, they're talking real good on this in this area, but if they really appreciate that, they also kind of want more. You know, people are greedy, right. so they're like, "Hey, I really kind of want to know a little bit more about you know this person." Yeah. So if you share a little bit, and you know, of course, with discretion, and you have control over how much you share, I think yeah. that that just kind of does a good job in retention or retaining your yeah. audience um, because then it humanizes you. It's like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. You yeah. know. 100%. Yeah, that's such a great, great point, especially in like this world of like social where it seems like everybody's showing like the best aspects of themselves, like to have someone actually be like vulnerable, I think is like, definitely very much wanted. And I think I meant to ask you about this, because it's like, I think one thing I'm thinking about this year is like, how do I figure out if I have 10,000 followers? How do I figure out what percentage of those people I can consider like, super fans or people that really feel like I'm interested in like building depth with this creator. Um, and I think personally, I think I'd be okay with like less followers if I knew that like, okay, like a large percentage of these people really, really rock with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with like the way TikTok is set up, it's such so easy for people to discover you that I think that's often mistaken and it becomes harder to build like real community. I uh, agree with that. I, I think you're absolutely right. Like I, in my case, you know, yeah, I want to grow my audience. I want to grow my listenership and all that. But I also like, I have a book, I have a, a journal that I wrote last year. So I also want customers, you know? Yeah. So it's like, how can I convert, you know, the people who are going to engage on my platforms and, you know, like share whatever, but also yeah. like become a customer. That's, you yeah. know, that's important. And I know, like even on my Instagram page, um, like my, I have two Instagram pages. I have one for the podcast and then I have my personal one. And like my personal Instagram page, I don't really have that many followers. I maybe have like, I don't know, 22,000, maybe almost 3000 followers. I'm not even sure. Cause I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, my engagement on there is typically really great. Like I'll post something and like people comment, they like, they, whatever they share. Um, and and it's the same for my podcast, but a little less engagement on my podcast. I have more followers on my podcast page than I do my, my personal Instagram page. But I just feel like they're just so much more engaged on my personal page. And I think it's because it is just me sharing me yeah. on there, right? Like, I'm not trying to necessarily sell them anything. Um, yeah. And TikTok, yeah. It, I, TikTok, those people are fickle. So, I mean, no, yeah. you know, no shade, but it's just like, it's just a constant. Like, they might like it, they might comment or whatever. But yeah. yeah. What's been you. helpful in terms of building um, engagement with your products and either getting people to buy or comment or just click? Or what, what do you think has worked well on Instagram for you? On Instagram, I think it is just the fact that I, my personal page, I just kind of already had that level of, it, of engagement there. Yeah. So when I put something out, you know, people supported it, you know, and like when I um, released my book last year, um, 
most of my like sales and my marketing was from Facebook and Instagram. And it was just like, Hey guys, I have, you know, I wrote a book. Uh, here's where you can purchase it. And people would share it, reshare it, post it. And I was like, you know, tag me when you, when you purchase it. And they did that. And so reusing their content and, you know, sharing it out was really helpful. Um, That's awesome. And I think if I had, you know, obviously if I had more of a larger following, it probably would have sold a lot more. But at the same time, I attribute making any sales to the fact that I have people on my Instagram yeah. page who engage with me. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. That definitely matters. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to like get that same level of engagement on TikTok, which I know it's going to be yeah. a little bit harder, but also YouTube because YouTube people will engage. Like there's yeah, some people will. on YouTube that I literally watch their YouTube every day, like because yeah. they have a message every day. And I'm like, OK, I'm, after I read my scripture or whatever, I'm like, all right, what, what encouraging word can I hear from this person today? And they're like right on my algorithm, you know? So that's what I want to be yeah. for people. I want people to be like, oh, let's be, let's talk about. Facts. And I, yeah, I think a lot of people are leaving all these platforms to go to YouTube. It's, 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 it's encouraging, but also kind of discouraging because it's like, I don't want it to become an oversaturated, all of it's oversaturated yeah. though. Everything's oversaturated. If we're being yeah. honest, it's all oversaturated. Right. We just have to be strategic. So like, that's my goal. It's like learning strategy so that yeah. I can not just stay consistent, but like, what is my strategy? Right. Don't ask that me matters. that right Do you, <laughs> you try any other uh, social platforms like Be Real or uh, there's another one called Hive? No. So okay. no. <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't miss anything. Okay. So. There was another one that I, um, so a few months ago was the DC Music Festival or uh, mm-hmm. at, it was at the Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts. And there was this um, company there. They just started this new platform, um, like a social networking platform as well. And I, I forget what it's called. I'm going to find it on here. But like I downloaded it and everything, but I'm like, do I really have the time to, to like try rep it social? It's called rep it social. Oh, interesting. What's yeah. like, what, what is it? Like, so what, like, like what's it about? You're, it's like another, like almost like a TikTok or Instagram, but like you can have like several different flags or like tags, mm. I think is what they called it. So like one tag could be like your, if you're like Nigerian or something like that, like it'd be like the Nigerian tag. And so then you just like post a whole bunch of stuff on Niger- that channel that talks about that. Then you have like gotcha. another tag that might be like a religious tag. So it's like everything you talk about under that tag is like spiritual or whatever, but it's yeah. like one page, but you have all these different like tags or avenues that can garner you different followers from those like niches or genres or whatever. But it's like, all one page yeah it's kind of weird like that's what i understood it to be and so i downloaded it i have not like really done a lot of activity on there or research or whatever but and i don't know how you would monetize or anything like that i'm sure you can but you know the the creators of the app were at the music festival and they were like you know trying to explain it to people getting people to download it so i don't know maybe something to look into but then yeah there's also fan base um, which, you know, is black owned. Um, and I do have that as well, but it was just another thing. Like, do I have time to put into this too? (laughs) I I feel like I'm such like a geek for like this guy. If you create an app that just sucks, but you say like new people will find you, 
I'm there, like I'm I'm on it. And I feel like that was kind of my frustration with all of these apps, like fan base included. It's just like, I don't know that you people actually see me. Like you would be expecting me to bring people from another platform to here. Yeah. Oh, and the other one that I'm on that um, I started on last year um, was Wisdom. Have you heard of the Wisdom app? No, I haven't. <clears throat> so they were like a beta last year and it's almost like a similar to a clubhouse. Do you know Clubhouse? Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except like, so like you can basically have like these live conversations or like podcast episode conversations and people can like listen in on the conversation while you're talking and then you can bring them up on stage if you want to like talk to someone live and it's just be like random people. So like yeah. I have that and then I also have, um, what's the other thing? Um, uh, what's the other thing on here that I downloaded last year and started a channel, but just was like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> it's another another app. Um, right. It's on Fire Fireside. This is Fire. Oh, that. This is Riverside. That sounds familiar. Fireside. I think it's called Fireside. I'm gonna find it. But yes, it's another app that like you can have like a video podcast. Um, there's fan base. Where's Fireside? It's on here. Anyway, yeah, it's Fireside. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. So Fireside and Wisdom. Fireside and Wisdom. Um, yeah, they're both platforms that you can like put your Check out, yeah. 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 Just, just hearing new platforms just made me exhausted. Just hearing it. Okay. Because I'm like, can I just figure out YouTube? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Figure out like, you know, what I'm doing with this first. But yeah. um, no, you I know agree. what? I think, like you said, this is definitely going to be our year. I'm looking forward to seeing the exponential growth that you're going to have with your uh, platforms. I, I'm proud of you so far for the growth that you've you've already had. Um, it's very inspiring, so keep going. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you, collabing with you even more, working with you hopefully in the future um, on some brand deals or whatever we got to do. But uh, I just think you're dope. So thank you for being on my first episode of 2023, starting the new year off right. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. And same here, I'm looking forward to collaborating and keeping in touch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, but I think it that is. there's room, there's room for, for both of us and a lot more people. Yeah. So as long as we just kind of stick together and help each other out, I think that we can go really far. 100%. Dope. Thanks for being on. I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs> Thanks.